Hi, hello and welcome back to Flowing Backwards, episode number five, part two. So, I've had my cup of tea, Ian's had his ginger tea and a chit-chat with my wife, and now we're back. We're going to make um, some more noise, and all I can say is, enjoy it. Uh, welcome to part two of this episode, Growing Pains. Indeed, there were growing pains, not just in the hair department, although um, I did neglect in my summing up of haircuts to uh, mention one particularly hideous phase where, having grown my hair quite long, I then had um, the top of it shaved out um, in an attempt um, at a kind of Peter Gabriel look, who was uh, a big influence and great man that he is, Peter. Uh, another man who's put his money where his mouth is to this day, still relevant. Um, he was fantastic then. Much of prog left me cold, you know, and it, it deserved the reputation that it got later on it was uh, bloated and um, sort of too self-conscious and too self-indulgent um, and 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 just sort of uh, horrifically bad lots of it you know I'd, I'd, I couldn't um, I couldn't abide lots of it um, Pink Floyd for instance I couldn't abide yes Ugh, only in the smallest of doses and then when you got to sort of um, Green Slade and uh, Tiernar Nog and things like that um, I just didn't understand it but it wasn't all bad you know as, as, as I say in, in that bracket you would get Van de Graaff for instance who were absolutely superb um, I could have played Van de Graaff rather than than Genesis but I didn't want to labour you with a load of a load of prog um, and I opted for Genesis because they're kind of more user friendly um, I know that and uh, and populist that I am conformist that I may be um, I wanted you to have a nice time so rather than have Peter Hamill shrieking at you um, I've gone for Peter Gabriel uh, cooing to you and this is Carpet crawlers. There is lambs all under my naked feet. The warm, the soft and warm, gives off some kind of heat. A salamander scurries into flame to be destroyed. Imaginary creatures are trapped in birth on celluloid. The fleas cling to the golden fleece, hoping they'll find peace. Each thought and gesture, a card in seven light. There's no hiding the memory, there's no wrong to avoid. The crawlers cover the floor in the red oak corridor. Second side of people, they more lifeblood than before. They're moving in time to 
to a heavy wooden door Where the needle's eye is winking Closing on the poor The carpet crawlers He dare call us We gotta get in to get out We gotta get in to get out We gotta get in To get out that I see It's upward to the ceiling Where the chamber's said to be Like the forest fight The sunlight That takes root in every tree They're pulled up by the magnet Leaving their feet
hello again i hope you enjoyed that i certainly did um i'm enjoying myself a lot more now than i did then if truth be told um i was 17 years old when um it became obvious to me that i needed some help and uh, i went to the doctor and i started being treated for depression um which was becoming very severe um i was regularly at this stage um sitting myself in a darkened room um and i would put on repeat play um i'm not sure if it's side one or side two but it was um from Frippanino's no pussyfooting album which consisted of two um sidelong tracks the heavenly music corporation and swastika girls and i would sit and repeatedly play swastika girls whilst i would arm myself with a half bottle of whiskey that i would drink and i would take um barbiturates chewing all preferably because they were really strong and sort of um destroy myself um not content with with that because i was so psychically um damaged at the time i would um cut myself with a razor blade or burn myself um as a way of letting out my pain um it was it was a, a horrific time and then of course as you do you keep this these sort of things secret i would um put on my face and present to the world um normality of a sort um which is self-defeating um if you've got a problem uh, you're better getting it out there but but this was a problem that um that stayed in in my room and stayed in my head for a long time certainly until i was 30 and, and bear in mind we're talking about my teens here um i never really altered um i was very dangerous to my, to myself not to to anybody else um at any moment i i was capable of doing myself great harm or killing myself which um you know that's that's just um that's just a fact i look back now and uh and i'm amazed that i sort of came out of it um although i was probably 50 before i was um truly left all that behind me anyway um so much for that one of the one of the things the Frippinino's album is is brilliant by the way um you, that it it wasn't that it was that bad that um that there was it was driving me to these things I absolutely loved it and i and i love it to this day and it was um it it ran parallel to a lot of german music that was started to be heard um can of we we all knew of they'd uh kind of seemingly existed in in isolation apart from perhaps i'm on duel um treading the same sort of path um but all of a sudden we started hearing more um stuff and and my two 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 of my favorites because because i'm i'm neglecting cluster if if i say these are two of my favorite um two of my favorites of these this wave of german bands uh were Kraftwerk 
and Faust. Um, Craftwork were amazing um, and so funny. Anybody who saw their appearance on Tomorrow's World where um, deadpan they um, explained to the um, announcer that they were going to build drum machines into their jacket lapels um, who, who believes that Germans don't have a sense of ironic humour um, you've just got to see that it is side-splittingly funny they were so great um, and and so different from everything else and then Faust um, I'd, I'd wanted Faust's first album when it came out just because it looked so so great it was um it was this um see-through record in a see-through bag with a clenched fist embossed upon it and it just looked amazing and i wanted it but i never had um the money for it i bought the single that came off it strangely enough i bought the single so far which was great and i still have that um and it was it was great but i'd missed the album basically but i was lucky enough at, at, at some point in 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 this time frame that we're talking uh virgin records was launched and they released great stuff virgin absolutely brilliant when we're going back to the, talking about prog rock you know the stuff that they released by slap happy and hatfield and the north absolutely brilliant you know mike oldfield's tubulars brilliant um but faust they released um a collage of um unfinished material that faust had laying about uh, called the faust tapes housed in a superb sleeve featuring a Bridget Riley painting and tons snippets lots of snippets of information uh on on the on the back sleeve that mentioned people who interested me um it mentions uh, and I, I, this is really off the top of my head it's a long long time since i've read this but i know that it mentioned frank zappa and the mothers i know that it mentions roxy music um and they released this album for 49 pence and so thousands upon thousands of people bought it thousands upon thousands of people then turned them into frisbees or broke them or uh, scratched them deliberately because they found it unlistenable um, but some of us didn't some of us thought it was perhaps the greatest movement music that we'd ever heard it was in it was so incredible it was so beautiful and and so and, and there was so so much imagination went into it my goodness i love faust yes um it was it was a sort of game changer but in in that it um it drew a line in the sand you know and 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 i started almost judging people on whether they liked the faust tapes or not you know uh, if they didn't like it i just perceived them as being dull and reactionary um and and there's probably some truth in that you know if you if you would sooner listen to bad company than than faust you're patently a person of no taste at all um anyway so 
This German music that the press, in their lazy, racist way, dubbed um, Krautrock. Um, they also, at the same time, dubbed Irish music Paddy Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always hated that term and I, and I know it's it's coming to sort of general use and it makes me sound ever so churlish to say that I hate it but I do hate it it's racist it is racist just because the bands themselves appropriated the term um doesn't make it okay for us in England to use it as far as I'm concerned that's just the same as as homosexuals appropriate in the word queer um it's the same as a generation of black rap musicians taking the N-word and reappropriating that, empowering themselves. Anyway, that's um, um, that's an aside because I'm getting in the way of the music. going to play the two tracks together that I've chosen. Um, so we're going to play Kraftwerk's Autobahn, which introduced us all to this thing, and we're going to play Faust, the Sad Skinhead.
also happening at this time, because the world was becoming a sort of smaller place, things things were opening up, was um, reggae became credible. <laughs> uh, this music that I had always loved, that had been derided, um, became credible. There was the release of uh, The Harder They Come, uh, featuring Jimmy Cliff, and, and more um, importantly than the film almost, the soundtrack album, which presented reggae music uh, not as some joke thing, but but as this serious music, and it was full of genius, genius tracks. You know the the slickers, and and there was Jimmy Cliff sitting in limbo, many rivers to cross. You can get it if you really want. It was absolutely amazing. Shortly, and perhaps six weeks, two months after that came the first um, major label on Island Records release by the Whalers. And this was the game changer. This presented reggae music in a whole different way. This was packaged superbly in this um, kind of flick-up lighter sleeve it was designed to appeal to a crossover audience um you know hopefully they were willing to accept this at this point uh, the whalers had been came over and and did a, a short tour curtailed because of the english winter which they couldn't stand um and appeared on the old grey whistle test and for 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 those who who bought into the album it it was incredible it was so so good um it's 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 difficult in these in these days to imagine that a world without bob marley but but there, there was a time <laughs> there really was a time before bob marley and it was a void and bob came and filled along with Peter and Bunny, this hole that needed filling and created this incredible soundscape, the like of which a mainstream audience had never, ever heard. And this is from that album, this is Concrete Jungle.
As always, I was going to um, lots of gigs. In fact, I was going to more gigs than ever because I'd got the money to do that. Um, you know, I'd go to three or four gigs um, a week. So I would see all, all sorts of acts, tons and tons of acts. I would see good acts, I would see bad acts. And, but it all goes towards shaping your taste and giving you an understanding. You know, by taking in all these flavours, you can truly appreciate what makes something good in the end. You know, and I was seeing bands that were appealing to me in their uh, their vision, which wasn't. We were leaving hippie behind. We were leaving um, all this bland, fake hippie behind. All, the, all this the, the phony peace and love. There was a new, harder-edged. Um, thing happening you know i would i'd seen kilburn and the high roads for instance and in indeed the day after um i was on a radio show um that they were also on we we shared a green room together i had won an award for being an outstanding handbag designer and they had played with the who at the king's hall um and and our our paths crossed how opposite. Anyway, uh, there, were, there were the Kilburns, the Alex Harvey band, who were such a brilliant, brilliant live band, even better than the records, which were absolutely superb. Always great to see Alex Harvey. And there was, there was, there, there was something of the street about them. Cockney Rebel, who had the audacity not to use the guitar as a lead instrument. And Steve Harley um, just wound up the music press with his pronouncements and his confidence. I saw um, Graham Parker, an early gig by Graham Parker. They supported a band from Liverpool called Ace, who'd had um, a hit single with a song called How Long, which was great. And so we went to see Ace at Salford University. And the support I was Graham Parker and the rumour. And they were incredibly good. Um, everybody was sat cross-legged on the floor. But I was compelled to get up and uh, and jive to Graham Parker and the rumour. To throw myself around with abandon. Um, which I thought was just going to be the forerunner for Ace. Because if they'd had a set that was all as good as How Long. That would have been spectacularly good. Unfortunately they only had the one good song. And the rest of it was dreary plodding rubbish. Um, and and so it went, you know. Um, but it wasn't all. It, everything wasn't all edge. Um, it, it it couldn't possibly be, you know. There. Well, you. That was loud edged, I suppose. I suppose what I'm saying is, is I liked. I didn't. I didn't just like loud music. There was plenty of quiet music that I liked. So I'd, I'd also listening to um, John Martin, who was doing amazing things with the guitar with this Epoplex. I remember seeing him at Salford University with Paul Kossoff from Free playing along with him. Um, and that was quite quite interesting. Now, what interested me was that. I expected them both to be sort of sensitive, I think. Um, 
and there were drunken yobs, which was very refreshing. Um, absolutely drunken yobs. Uh, but they made an incredible noise together. Uh, Roy Harper, too, I really liked. Uh, I remember got to see um, Roy Harper with um, Chris Spedding, who kept cropping up everywhere uh, on guitar. I'd seen Spedding also playing with um, with John Cale. And, and then he started playing with Brian Ferry, you know. Um, he, he was an interesting character. Um, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is um, I was listening to some acoustic-based music as well. And my absolute favourite, um, I was drawn to Nick Drake, uh, read about Nick Drake, and it sounded... It, it, it sounded... Irresistible. I was so in touch, uh, you know. As as I've as I've said, I was I was a manic depressive, um, and Nick Drake seemed to um, fit like a glove my state, and and so um, I'd, I'd missed his his first two albums. Are a little bit kind of a bit too young and impoverished to to go and seek those out. But by the time uh, Pink Moon was released, um, I could go and buy Pink Moon and dead and it was a huge comfort to me um that there was somebody out there who'd um who i felt such empathy with unfortunately um his depression proved more severe than mine and he didn't um survive much longer but anyway he left behind some absolutely brilliant music and and this was perhaps my favourite track on Pink Moon this is Parasite Lifting the mask from a local clown feeling down like him Seeing the light in a station bar travelling Shine of the shoes, hearing the trials of the people there. Who's to care if they lose? Take a look, you may see me. Travels two by two 
wanting to mask from a local clown and feeling down like him. And I'm seeing the light in a station bar and traveling far and sin. And I'm sailing downstairs to the northern line, watching the shine of the shoes. Hearing the trials of the people there, who's to care if they lose? Take a look, you may see me on the ground. For I am the parasite of this town. Take a look, you may see me. Okay, that was Nick Drake, the wonderful Nick Drake. Um, just, I'm, I'm, I'm now just going to um, play something, sort of for the hell of it, just, um, just as a more cheerful thing, because, because as I say there's always two parts to to your personality, and 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 as depressed as you are, nobody's ever depressed twenty four hours of the day, seven days a week, and and so on. And and somebody who gave me great joy all through his period in his band Mot the Hoople and then into his solo career was Ian Hunter. Um I'd loved I'd love Mott. Um and and then when when he he launched his, his solo career, which wasn't really a solo career, it was um it was Ian Hunter with Mick Ronson. Um but record contract things got in the way of them billing it that way and uh he he released his his first album which was absolutely great and he toured um him and ronson toured and that was absolutely great um he, he he also he was he was kind of in touch um because he had um he had this proto punk thing ian hunter it was always there um you you got the sense that the there was something about him some some darkness um some street sort of thing it, it, was, it was just really good and and the music he made with ronson was absolutely fantastic and this became a hit single uh it's the obvious ian on the track to play it's once bitten twice shy listen to ronson's guitar in this it is out of this world um this is going to be the last track for tonight so um i'll round it up and say me goodbyes i'll say thank you for phil for accommodating me once again and, and putting his perverse business to one side while I ramble on and also uh, thank you to Helen for um, for just being lovely and making me the tea um, we are um, 
social distancing while we do this. If anybody thinks that we've been foolhardy. Um, love you all. Take care. We'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.
Well, 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 don't you forget how good something sounds. Well, that's it for another episode of Flowing Backwards. That's part two of Growing Pains, episode number five. He's gone, I'm still here, I've got to do the work now. So, thank you for listening. And don't forget, www.flowingbackwards.co.uk Drop us a line, say hi, whatever you want. And on Facebook, on Flow Backwards. Be nice to hear from you. Good night.